Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome here. And uh, I want to welcome the visitors that are here. We're glad you're here, and I hope you can worship here today. And I greet you in Jesus' name this morning. This morning, I want to talk about prayer, and that's something that we all are familiar with. And it's simply a request to God, asking God for something. And, uh, but re imagine for a little bit if prayer went away. What if um, we didn't have that? What if God unhooked the phone line? We couldn't reach him through prayer. And how would that, how would that feel? Because every day I would say most of you, if not all of you today, before you came to church, prayed. And uh, the songwriter says it's a Christian's vital breath. It's a lot to the Christian. So I want to look at, there's five different areas or aspects of prayer. And uh, the first, first area is different kinds of prayer. Secret prayer is the first one, Matthew 6, verse 6. It talks about going into our closet alone with God. No, we're not distracted. The distraction is took away and being hypocritical is took away. We're, we're alone with God. Uh, family prayer in Acts 10, verse 2, Cornelius uh, is talk, it says that he feared God with all his house. So his family was involved in this. A group prayer in Matthew 18, 20. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name. And the next, so the next area, you want to look at different parts of prayer. Uh, adoration is the first one, Daniel 4, 34 and 35. And this is Nebuchadnezzar after he, uh, his understanding came back to him after he was turned out in the field and lived like a cow for a while there. He, uh, he said, when he came back to his senses, he said, He blessed the Most High and praised and honored him that lived, liveth forever, is what he said there. He, adoration to God. Uh, confession, 1 John 1, verse 9, if we confess or admit sin and are willing to turn from it, he is faithful to forgive and cleanse. Uh, supplication is another one. I'll read this, 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 to 3. 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 3. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made of, for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Uh, intercession is another part. James 5, verse 14 and 15. And this is talking about where someone is sick and they anoint them with oil and intercede for them through prayer. 
And I would say also that uh, we intercede for people in other areas. You hear of somebody, um, recently I heard my wife's, let's see, how do I say this? My wife's brother's wife's sister, no. My wife's brother's wife's brother, whatever that is. Their boy, 12-year-old boy, has got cancer real bad. And so you hear that and you intercede for them in prayer. Thanksgiving, Philippians 4, 6, and I'll read, I'll read that. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So turn your worry to prayer and thanksgiving. Okay, the next area I want to look at personal requirements. Psalm 66, verse 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And the next one there is believing. Matthew 21, 22. And Jesus is speaking here. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. And that sounds like a blank check, but it's not, it's not a blank check. It... Uh, the next, the next part there it says in Christ's name I have here it's Matthew 14 verse 13 and 14 and Jesus says again whatsoever you ask in my name it says there in that verse and so the thought I found on this if you were sincerely following God and seeking to do his will our prayer will align with God's will and we will and he will grant our request Uh, the next part there on personal requirements, according to God's will, 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So we don't have to wonder. It says that we have this confidence. We can know. And the next part is general requirements for prayer. A forgiving spirit. Matthew six fourteen, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Unity of believers, Matthew eighteen, verse nineteen. And this here again is talking about if two agree. I think we had read that earlier there. If two agree, their prayer will be heard. Uh, the next. Next one on the general requirements, humility and repentance. Luke 18, verses 10 to 14. And this is talking about the Pharisee and the publican. And uh, we know how the Pharisee was, was uh, proud and how he prayed and he thanked God that he wasn't like this publican. And we know which one that God heard. The next one I have here, tenacity or determination. I had to look that word up. I didn't have a clue what it meant. Uh, 
Luke 18, 1 through 8. And that's the story about the unjust judge and the widow. And how, and it says in there how that God is so much better than an unjust judge. And that if we keep asking, he will give us, he'll be a lot more likely to even give us a request than the, an unjust judge would be. So don't quit asking God. Uh, confidence, ex, confident expectation. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Jesus said this. This was Jesus saying this, and yet later in Mark he prayed. He said this in a prayer. He said, All things are possible unto thee. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Unceasingly. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. And that's simply pray without ceasing. And so we have our regular time of prayer that we pray, and yet without ceasing could be an, off, an often or a short spur of the moment as needed prayer could be a definition of that. You know, in between our normal prayer times. Uh, the last section I have on the, or the last area of prayer that I want to look at is reasons for unanswered prayer. And uh, I'll say this, I was talking with my wife about this, it's been back a while, and sometimes our prayers don't feel answered, and uh, sometimes they're not maybe answered, or they don't feel like they're answered. Um, and so I was, I was telling her I thought some prayers were always answered, and I'll get to that later. But after looking into this, um, all of our prayers are answered if we're in tune with God. If we're seeking God, all of our prayers are answered. And this section here is reasons for unanswered prayer. And uh, it could be because of sin. And I already referred to this verse, Psalm 66, 18. It says, if we have iniquity or sin in our heart, God will not hear us. Selfishness is another reason we may not have our prayers answered. James 4, verse 3 says, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. And doubt is another reason. James 1, 5, through seven and in verse six it tells us to ask in faith and not to waver and it, if and it says there that if if we waver we're like the waves of the sea we're tossed about and uh, we're unstable or maybe it says we're unstable in all our ways verse seven tells us that if we are this way if we waver then we shouldn't expect anything of the lord disobedience is another one, Proverbs 28, verse 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. Ignoring the needs around us is another one. Proverbs 21, verse 13. Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. 
And the last one on that I have is pride. Luke 18, <coughs> verse 11 and 12 through 14. And this again is the Pharisee and the publican. Verse 14 tells us that everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased or humbled. And we know that the publican was the one justified here in that story in Luke 18. So what I, what I see here in this, that if we're not seeking God, if we're not following God with our whole heart, and if, if we're not one of God's followers and we pray to God and hope some kind of God's blessing on us, you know, you're wasting your time if that's where you're at. You might as well forget the praying and go to work because if you are knowingly not doing what you should do and you think you're going to pray and reach God, you're simply not going to according to what we read in the Bible. God's not going to hear you. As a Christian, someone living for God and wanting to live for God, your prayers will be answered. Maybe not always the answer you want, um, or at the time you want, or maybe not ever. But remember, God's delayed answers always have good reasons. And so when I was back to when I was talking to my wife here a while back, I was thinking there's two kinds of prayer. One is spiritual and one is earthly. And when you think about it, they're all spiritual. But what I meant by what I was talking about in that, like in our day-to-day -day life, our prayer about day-to-day -day things, decisions we face, things we want, um, needs, heartaches, whatever, stuff like that. Sometimes God answers these prayers quickly. And, uh, and, he, and he answers just how we ask for them. And there's a story, an old story, and I'm sure some of you may know it, maybe all of you do. Um, but back in 1876, or the, from 1873 through 1877, there was a major grasshopper problem in the, it reached any, everywhere from Idaho all the way to Minnesota. And grasshoppers would just come, they would fly in in a cloud and they would eat everything. And uh, just unreal what they would eat and they would devastate crops. And it was a huge problem. And uh, they, like literally 500,000 acres destroyed at times, and it was just incredibly destructive. And in Minnesota, I think it, there's probably different accounts of the story, but in 1876, they had all these grasshoppers, and they was concerned about them. The farmers, because they was living there in the what they called the breadbasket of America. I don't know if there was more farming there than other places. But grasshoppers were fixing to cause a major problem. And they had a bunch of grasshoppers one year and they knew they would lay eggs and then millions more would hatch out. 
and they was very concerned about this. They didn't know how to get rid of them. They tried going out and killing grasshoppers with shovels. They tried all kinds of stuff to get rid of them. Uh, one, they invented something on a car where you drive through and it would push these things over in, uh, into some diesel fuel trying to kill them and I think that was a failure. Anyway, so they, they had a problem. And somebody, the, the governor, I think he was a Pils, Pillsbury, I can't remember his name. Anyway, they, he decided to make a day of prayer where they would pray to God about this problem. And uh, so that day, everything shut down. Nobody went to work, schools closed, whatever was going on stopped. And there were some people that made fun of it, but they, they made it a day of prayer about this problem. And uh, so the next, I don't know if it was the next day, but shortly thereafter before the grasshoppers hatched out, it warmed up a lot. It, it got real warm and it, these things hatched out. Well, that night the temperatures just plummeted way down cold and they might've had snow, I think like I said, there's different versions of the story. It ain't but 150 years old, so you can probably vary on it a little bit. But it got cold and it killed these things out and it took care of the problem. And God answered that prayer. So sometimes he does, sometimes he does. Sometimes we get in a predicament where we say, we cry out to God and say, oh God, you know, because we don't know what's gonna happen. And uh, if you never have that, Maybe you need to start logging because it'll happen to you every now and then in the logging woods, I, I promise you that. Sometimes things look like they could get real bad in a hurry. So, usually, but usually that's not, for me anyway, a lot of stuff I pray for, this earthly stuff, whatever it might be, it's like it don't happen how I want it to or it doesn't happen when I want it to or it may not happen at all. Or if it happens, it's usually when I don't give all the way up on it. It's like, you know, that, that ain't going to happen. And then it, then it happens. That's what it seems like. So I think we would all agree that our children shouldn't get everything they want or ask for. Um, and how would it be if we got everything we wanted? You know, at my house, there's a lot of wants. I hear a lot of wants at times. And I got this standard answer. They could probably tell you this for me. But whenever I hear I want something, I, I tell them, well, I want an F-350. That's what I tell them. And I think they're tired of hearing that. But we all want things. And, uh, but you know, in some ways, in the same way that God knows what we need, uh, what we should have, or what it may or may not do to us if we have. Um, he knows what we need, and uh, he knows what's good for us. It's not that he don't want us to have anything, but he knows better than us what is best for us. So thinking, that's the one kind of prayer that I was thinking about, but I think it all has to do with spiritual, whether it's 
Because God cares. He's, it tells us that he sees a sparrow fall and he cares about little details and he wants you to talk to him about what you want or what's on your mind. He, he wants that. I truly believe that. He may not answer exactly how you want him to. And for me, it, it, very likely not. Um, it's the way it would seem. And that's, but it always, in the end, it's the right, it's the right answer. So from what we read in the Bible, a spiritual prayer, and, that, and what I mean by a spiritual prayer, I know I just said they're all spiritual, and I believe they are, but what I mean by this is, is a prayer that you pray when you're in the middle of a temptation or when the devil is getting at you and you need help. Um, that's, the, that's what I mean by a spiritual prayer. These prayers we can expect direct and immediate results. And I'm not taken away from the battles we face in temptation. Sometimes temptations are intense and, it, and we have to keep praying. But if you keep praying, if we keep crying out to God, He will answer that prayer. James 4 verse 8 tells us to draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to us. And if God is near us, the devil won't be. And a closing thought I want to leave with you here. Imagine with me the devil. He brings you a temptation and you cry out to God. And God's anger flares at that. The devil is messing with one of his children. God flexes his strong arm. He sends his angels. And the devil can't leave fast enough. He's overpowered. He can't stand God. And he knows it. So remember, when you pray... Tell God everything you want to pray about. And let Him decide what you need and what you don't need. But remember that He will answer your prayer when the devil's after you. He will run the devil off. Let's bow our heads for prayer.